Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, please, um, while uh, we are um, starting off today's telecast, I would encourage you to help us forward um, the uh, invitation to other people so that we can be able to have more people being blessed. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, we have entered into our prayer and fasting conference. Praise the Lord. And um, this is actually the second time we are getting um, to do this. And um, it is important for us to all join hands to see um, the fruition of this new initiative. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for today. We thank you for the seasons that we have gotten into. Uh, we thank you for what you're doing. And uh, we look forward to your guidance and your direction. Hallelujah. In this new beginning, in this new planting season. Hallelujah. We want to see to it that uh, your life is deeply rooted inside our spirit and that each one of us will grow and bear fruits. Blessed be God. We thank you, Father, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, what we feel that the Lord is uh, guiding us into in this season is uh, what we see that happened in, uh, in the book of Genesis when... Uh, Pharaoh um, had a dream. Uh, uh, he was so strange to this. He never knew what it was all about. Um, he just had a dream. You know, the Lord had to um, give him this dream. It's interesting to know that Pharaoh is uh, or was a hidden uh, king, and he had no clue. Um, of what is called the Shemitah, praise the Lord. And um, uh, <laughs> what he didn't realize is that uh, Jewish uh, blood and Jewish people had gotten into his uh, into uh, his uh, domain. By that, I mean uh, the man Yosef um, had been uh, bought by someone that is in his... Uh, um, in his uh, empire or in his uh, country. And that person happens to be the man called Potiphar. Praise the Lord. And uh, Potiphar, had, Potiphar had gone to the slave market and had bought um, Yosef. Um, and because Yosef was captive in his uh, land, the laws and the 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 um, the laws of the Shemitah had found its way into um, his, the, his soil, that is Egypt. And the interesting thing to know is that Pharaoh was not a Jew. Pharaoh was um, a Gentile, a Gentile king. And then Yosef uh, had had dreams as a child. Okay, that he 
also was a ruler, actually a father of the people of God, Israelites, praise God. So Yosef came into his domain. And because Yosef came into his domain, and God had a plan to bring the children of Israel to um, Egypt, automatically, that law of the Shemitah, hallelujah, was activated in his land. And God gave him a dream. I'm sure that there has always been that circle of seven years of plenty and seven years of, uh, of scarcity. It happens to everybody, but people don't know. People don't understand it. A few people understand, but many don't. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's what happened. Uh, the um, Pharaoh had his dream, and it had to take yourself to interpret the dream for him and told him that the seven uh, cows that you saw that were very plumpy, okay, that those were seven years of plenty. Uh, please pay attention to this teaching, okay? And then the very skinny, hungry cows that were so fierce that ate up the plumpy, um, healthy cows, those ones stood as symbols of a famine or scarcity. Hallelujah. Now, this is a very important uh, economic um, lesson for every single person. You must understand that there are seasons of your life. You must understand that you cannot afford to live your life carelessly without taking time you know, to be prudent. Now, I am someone who should take this teaching very seriously because um, my wife would tell you I spend a lot. Um, um, my wife is more prudent than I am, so I leave her to do a whole lot of economic planning. And it would be good for husbands and wives to understand in the family who is more prudent. If it's the husband, then he should take charge of all the economic you know, planning and strategies. If it's the wife, it should the husband should be wise enough to allow the wife to take charge of those um, economic uh, plans and strategies just for the benefit of the family. That's one piece of uh, 10 pence <laughs> that this um, old prophet uh, is giving to you. Understand, please, I beg you, understand that in this life, there are seasons. There are seasons. There are seasons. Be wise. Be prudent. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that you should guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. You must understand, and this is also something else. Uh, you must understand also that there's something else um, that uh, must 
be put into consideration. This is for the young couples. Please listen to me. And this is for the old couples. And this is for the young people that are yet to get married. Learn to um, grow generational wealth. Learn
Hallelujah. I'd like to know if I'm online now. Am I online, please? Praise God. So sorry. Um, we had a power outage. Hallelujah. Um, please, um, who can remind me of what and where I had stopped? I was saying something very important. I'd like to get um, a reminder from someone. Could someone um, either speak or say something? That's right. Thank you so much. Now, uh, you see, the um, glory of young people is their strength. Okay? The glory... All right. The glory of young people is their strength. Okay? So, a lot of times, young people, because you are strong... Um, your mind is your your you are agile. Your mind is sharp and smart. Um, the tendency for you to be carried away because um, you are living inside a cocoon called Babylon. The tendency for you to be sucked into um, the rat race or sucked into uh, the corporate world. Okay, and all the Ephesi and all the, you know, <laughs> all that goes along with um, uh, the corporate world. The tendency for you to just be enjoying your life is there and the pressure is so much. But here, what I have to say as a father, there is what is called generational wealth. Now, um, it's it, it might come as a surprise that this is um, a preacher who preaches against worldliness that is saying this. Now, I have come a long way, okay? And there are things I have seen and I have observed. Now, I happen to be someone that is conscious of the fact that I'm leading uh, people, okay? And I have to be um, conscious of the well-being. I have to be conscious of some of the prophetic utterances that is being released from this platform or from this community, okay? Now, Imagine that um, Daniel, just imagine that Daniel, who had served four kings in Babylon, and those four kings showered him with great wealth. If you study the book of Daniel, you, you will see, you know, you can almost... Um, calculate, be able to know how much Daniel was worth, okay? Imagine our father, King David, 
Imagine our father Abraham. Okay. Now, these were highly righteous people or men, okay, that were given responsibilities. And yet, they were not poor. Okay. Now, I'm not calling forth for the kind of wealth that, that you would you spend on your lust. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the wealth that God would give you. Like he said in the book of Deuteronomy, that it is I who has given you the power to make wealth. Okay? And then he now said, so that my, my covenant can be established on earth. I hope you're here. Now, imagine if a believer has the kind of television station that can run at par with CNN, okay, or Fox News, okay, or NTA or BBC. Imagine how much of the word of God that would be beamed into this into the uh, atmosphere. Imagine if a child of God, a kingdom-minded person, owns a, a radio station, owns a newspaper, a major newspaper that can run at par with the Guardian newspaper or Newsweek, all right? Or Time Magazine. Just imagine that. Just imagine. All right? So it is important for the people of God, for not just the people of God, but kingdom-minded people to have substance. All right. Imagine a man called Yosef of Arimathea. Okay, now there was a prophecy that Yeshua, who is the Messiah, when he dies for the sins of all mankind, that he will be buried among the rich. Now, that was what I believe is Isaiah, I hope I'm correct, that prophesied this so many hundreds or maybe uh, thousands of years ago before the coming of Yeshua, okay? Now, he didn't know that there was a man called Yosef. But when he was crucified on the cross, all the disciples of Yeshua ran away in fear. All. Okay? It was only Mary Mandolin, Miriam, the mother of our Lord Yeshua, Apostle uh, Johanna, that's Apostle John, the beloved, okay? And a few other women. They were the ones that were standing at the feet of Yeshua while he was on the cross. The rest of the disciples had run away out of fear. Okay? Praise God. Now, um, 
a lot of people don't understand what happens when you are crucified on the cross. When you are crucified on the cross, by the time they have broken your legs, your bones, and you have taken your last breath, they will bring you down and they will just throw you as if you are a piece of garbage. Okay? In fact, worse than a dog. Because in modern day civilization, if the government or the, the local government sees a dead dog on the street, they will come and take it out. Okay, they would dispose of it so that it doesn't cause any menace. Not so with the Roman uh, army. After they bring you down from the cross, they will just throw your body across to be eaten, to be eaten by dogs and wild animals or wild beasts. That's how they disposed of their bodies. But there was a prophecy that when he dies, his body will be buried amongst the rich. So that man, Yosef Arifarimataya, was the only one that had the audacity, had the power, because he was a ruler and he was a rich man to go to Pontius Pilate to demand for the body of our Lord and Savior Yeshua. Can you see that? So imagine if all the believers were poor. I'm just, I'm just asking you to imagine. Imagine that all the believers were poor. What would have happened to the body of our Lord? Did you see that? Now, I'm not asking for the wealth that would make you forget yourself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking for the wealth that you would use to establish the kingdom of God here on this earth. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So coming back to um, what I was saying before, let's look at the book of uh, Ecclesiastes out quickly. Look at that, and then would go, um, you know, we'll go deeper and further. Now, look at Ecclesiastes chapter one, and it says in verse two, it says, "Vanity of vanities," says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. He says in verse three, "What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun?" He says, "One generation." passes away, and another generation comes. Please, I've been saying this for some time. Please pay attention to this and take it to heart, I beg you. Verse 4 says that one generation passes away, and another generation comes. Now, in our continues and says, but the earth, abides forever. I'll repeat that. But the earth abides forever. Okay? Praise God. Verse 5. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose from. The wind goes towards the south 
and turns around to the north. The wind wells about continually and comes again on its circuit. The, all the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Hallelujah. To the place from which the rivers come, there they will return again. All things are full of labor, and man cannot express it. Verse 9, that which has been, that which has been, is what will be, and that which is done, is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. Verse 11. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who would come after. Now, the person who is writing this calls himself a preacher in verse 1. He says, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. I hope you hear. Now, this guy is a very wealthy person. And we know from scriptures that he was very wise, so, so wise that even our Lord Yeshua made reference to his riches and to his glory. Did you see? Blessed be God. Now, is this some person that is telling us that time goes in seasons? There are seasons of a man's life. There are seasons. There's a, a raining season. And there's a dry season. There's uh, winter. Uh, there's spring. There's summer. There's autumn. And then there is winter. So it goes over and over and over again. But time is linear. Can you see? But seasons are cyclical. Praise the Lord. So it's important. Today I was listening to uh, Prophet uh, Arayomi. Okay? Tommy Arayomi. And he mentioned this. Talks about the seven years. I remember in 2019 or 2020, my wife and I gave a prophecy. Okay, where we talked about um, 2020 being the startup of uh, a decade not the beginning of a year, but the beginning of a decade. And we talked about things that are to come and that we should be very careful. And I, for one, I have taught on the feasts of the Lord. I probably have done about close to about 30 episodes or more. All right? You can see it in our um, YouTube channel. But just before I went on sabbatical, just before I handed over to my son, Francis, I taught 
on the Shemitah, which is seven years of plenty and seven years of scarcity. Now, if you doubt what I'm saying, you, you, you should go through um, YouTube and find out about Shemitah. Take time out and see what has happened. It has, a lot of people say it's only for the Jews. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think it's as long as, in fact, um, the book of Genesis says that as long as the earth remains, that seed time and harvest time, okay, remains. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's for sure. So there's a time for planting and there's a time for uh, harvest. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Now, if you if you look at um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says, to everything from verse 1, there is a season. To everything, to everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. So it's all around the world. This has nothing to do with the Jews only. Now it says a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck that which is planted. Now you may continue, okay? I just wanted to establish some things here so that we can be wise. Now remember, I'm not teaching so that we can acquire wealth illegally or acquire wealth in a shrewd manner, but rather the Bible says that it is God that gives you power to make wealth. And Yeshua says in the book of Matthew, he says, seek you first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And he says that every other thing will be added to you. Now, I, there, I, I stand here to declare that it is important for the people of God to have substance, okay? It is God that gives you the wisdom and the skill. It is God that gives you uh, the ability if you are diligent and if your heart is right, and if you are not going to spend it in your own loss, if God sees that you are a man that has the body of the Messiah in your heart, you have love for the saints, and you have been able to prove yourself capable, okay, of not being selfish, but to be that person 
that has a heart to propagate the gospel of our Lord and Savior Yeshua, the Lord will see to it that you have the resources that will enable you to propagate the kingdom of God here on earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we are in the season, okay, of uh, planting. That's what the Yahweh to Face Conference is all about. I think it's uh, um, to uh, what if Francis could uh, remind me is the Jewish uh, um, uh, word is that to uh, Shabbat. Am I correct, Francis? Uh, yeah, a tub shavat. Thank you, tub shavat. Okay, now that has to do with planting of trees. I like to repeat that has to do with planting of trees. Okay, now if you and I go to the book of Genesis, which is the book of beginnings, all right, and uh, you you would see that the father. In the book of uh, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 9, um, it says, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it shall be so. And it was so, sorry. And the Lord called the dry land earth. And then he gathered together the waters and called them seas, and the Lord saw that uh, it was good. Then, verse 11, God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit trees, fruit trees that yield fruits according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Hallelujah. And then it continues on and on. Okay until when he now, um, in verse 26, now said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. Praise God. Over all the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. Now, it's important to see exactly what God has commanded. All right? He never, he never tells you to rule over other men. He would always tell you to serve. All right? Our Lord and Savior Yeshua said that the Son of Man has not come to be served. That's what he said. But rather, he says, the Son of Man has come to serve. Can you see that? Now, it is very important to pay attention to Yeshua's life and what he says. Now, Yeshua says, the Son of Man has not come to be served, but rather the Son of Man has come 
to serve. Hallelujah. Now, if you look at this book of uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. All right? And then it now says, Let them have dominion, not over their fellow men, but over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and then God blessed them, and God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. And then he now said, see, I have given to you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, you shall have it as food. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, if we are to continue, all right, you see where in verse 8 of chapter 2, it now says, after he has formed man in, uh, in verse 7, and breathed into the nostrils of man, okay? And then it says that man became a living creature or a living being. It now said that he, the Lord God, planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put man whom he formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Praise the Lord. Now, a lot of people say it was God who planted the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, I don't, I'm not one of those who say that. Um, we could be on the safe side, all right? Here it says that the tree of life was in the midst of the garden. Okay? The tree of life. And you and I know who the tree of life is. That tree of life represents a being. I would call him Yeshua. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, we are in the season of the Tub Shiva, which is uh, the festival of Feast of Trees, okay? Now, it is a time and a season where we should pay very much attention to planting 
and pay attention, especially the planting of the word or the seed of the kingdom of God. Now, if we go to the book of Matthew, you see where it talks about the parable of the sower. Okay? The parable of the sower. Matthew chapter 13, from verse 3. It says, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds, and some of the seeds that he sowed fell by the wayside, and then the birds came to devour them. Birds are are symbolic of spirits, wicked spirits, okay? And then it now says that some fell on stony places. It's important to know that the different places that the seeds fell upon are the hearts of men. And the seed, from what our Lord described, the seeds are the words of the kingdom, the words of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, some people have stony heart. I dare believe that is not one of you. Some have wayside heart. And I insist that is not one of you. Never to be. And then some fell amongst thorns. All right? And then it now says that some fell on good ground and they became fruitful. They yielded crop. Some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. And then he now says in verse 9 that he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Praise God. Now, if you continue further, in verse 10, his disciples came and asked him that, why do you speak to these people in parables? Why don't you make it plain? In verse 11, he answers and says, because it has been given to you, child of God. Pay attention to this one. Yeshua says, it has been given to you, who is his disciple. Those of you who are the disciples of our Lord Yeshua, those of you who want to uh, know what the mysteries of the kingdom is, Yeshua says that to you has been given the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God. But to them, it has not been given. Hallelujah. So you, my brother, my sister, must pay attention when it comes to the gospel of the kingdom of God, when it comes to the planting of the seed of the kingdom, praise God. Why do I say that? Because here he began to explain to them the, uh, the why it is so important. Now look at verse 18. He tells them, he said, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. Okay? 
when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, I see a lot of believers who say, ah, you people are speaking deep things. Ah, you people don't, uh, you know, you, you know, you say what people, what, what uh, uh, can easily uh, be understood and stuff like that. Look at what it says here. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom. Now, the word of the kingdom, I don't believe it is hard. Why do I say that? Because our Lord and Savior Yeshua says that except you are converted to be like little children, say so you are not fit for the kingdom. And then when his disciples were trying to drive away the young people, young children from Yeshua, Yeshua said, please don't drive them away. Let the children come to me. He says, such are those that, that the kingdom is meant for. Can you see that? Blessed be God. I believe that the word of the kingdom is very simple. Why do I say that? Genesis chapter one says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. What God is looking for is to plant his life in your heart. That is what Yeshua said in the book of Matthew chapter six. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then every other thing will come in. In the book of uh, John, the book of Johanan, Yeshua was talking to Nicodemus that except you are born of water, it says, except you are born from above, it says you cannot see the kingdom of God except you are born again, except you are born from above except you're born again, except you're born from above. Yeshua said, you cannot see the kingdom. First, you must be born again. First. And then you must be born of water and of spirit so that you can be able to enter into the kingdom or so that the door of the kingdom can be opened for you. Or so that an entrance can be given to you into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. That's what the book of Peter tells us. Hallelujah. So in verse 19 of Matthew chapter 20, uh, 13, the Lord says that anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, it says, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what had been sown in his heart. So when you heard the word of the kingdom, it actually entered, it actually got to your heart. But because you did not understand it, the wicked one will take it away. That's what he says. He says, this is he who received Seed by the wayside. This is he who received seed by the wayside. Now, verse 20 now says, but when he who received the seed on stony places came, it says that this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So he did receive it with joy. 
Yet, he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation comes, tribulation and persecution, when it arises because of the word. So it means that persecution and tribulation can rise up against you because of the word of the kingdom. And it says immediately he stumbles. Okay? And verse 22 says, Now he is he who receives seed amongst the thorns. And it is he who, when he heard the uh, words of the kingdom, it says the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choked the word and he became unfruitful. But he, verse 23, who received the seed on the good ground, it says this is the one who, when he heard the word of the kingdom, he understood it. Okay? And he is the one who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Blessed be God. Now, the season that we are in now, this season of praying and fasting, is for us to pray and intercede so that we can be able to receive the word of the kingdom of God, become a partaker of the word of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Become a partaker. Be willing to embrace the word of the kingdom. Be willing to come if need be personally, if need be, privately. You can come to me. You can come to my wife. You can come to my son, Francis. You can come to Pastor Uche and the rest of uh, the people, the ministers who are uh, being placed as oversights. Hallelujah. In this fellowship, and elsewhere to ask for an explanation. The whole thing about the kingdom of God is just that Christ may be rooted, planted and rooted inside of you. The book of Colossians says that Christ in you is the hope of glory or hope to be glorified. Blessed be God. What God is looking for is to come in and live inside of you and live inside of me. That the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, for your information, the Spirit of God is already living inside of you. And he's preparing you and leading you to sonship. Hallelujah. And, then, and I dare, I hereby beg you, to be consistent, hallelujah, in hearing. Just be patient. Ask the Lord, ask the Spirit of God to help you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, before we go, 
I would like us to take some time out and pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Praise the Lord. Now, we'll use this as um, uh, a scripture. Verse, verse 15, Ephesians chapter 1. This is where um, Shaul, Apostle Shaul, prayed. Okay, he says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Yeshua and your love for all saints, do not cease but to give thanks for you, mentioning you in all my prayers, that the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We must learn Christ. The book of Matthew. I, I, I don't know if it's Matthew chapter 11 or is it Luke chapter 11 now? Verse 20. Uh, verse 29. Let's see. Just want to be sure. Hallelujah. The book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 29, or verse 20, verse 28 says, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. It says, I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me or learn of me. Learn of me. So we are supposed to learn. Okay? We are supposed to study. We are supposed to learn to become. It says, learn of me, okay? For I am gentle and I am lowly in heart. And then it now says, when you do that, it says, you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So going back again to that Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, it says that the Lord and Father of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. I hope the, uh, the media uh, can release the microphone, uh, release or mute everyone so that they can join me in prayers. Father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation made available to us in this community that the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened that we might be able to know the hope of your calling oh god oh, help, us, help us teach us oh god 
Teach us, Teach us to have love for the saints. Help us, O God, as we have chosen to have faith in the Lord, in our Lord and Savior Yeshua, the Messiah. Also, help us, O God, Father, to, uh, to love the saints. Give us the love for the saints. Help us to love our brothers. Help us to love one another. Help us to love one another. To look out for one another. To, to lift up one another. To pray for one another. Never to cool ourselves down, but rather lift up our brethren. Hallelujah. To be compassionate with those of us that are out of the way of God. Hallelujah. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. That we might be able to understand the gospel of the kingdom. That we might be able to understand the gospel of the kingdom. And that when the seed of the word of the kingdom comes, it will find a resting place inside. Father, I pray that every single one of us that sound of my God, every made sender, hallelujah, to be compassionate, to be so well nourished. Hallelujah. To receive the word of the Amen. kingdom, oh God, I pray that whatsoever is keeping us, whatsoever is hindering our hearts, that whatever it is that has closed us up, hallelujah, that we take, that you take it away, Father, in the name Amen. that is above every name, that our hearts be open, that we might be able to receive the word of the kingdom, the word yes. of the kingdom, oh God, the word that will Bring the life of God in its Amen. full expression in the hearts Amen. of your people. Father, we pray that you Amen. give us the ability to receive in its entirety the Amen. word of life, the word of faith, the word Amen. of the kingdom, the life of God, that Amen. it be given full expression in the hearts of your people, oh God. Amen. I pray, oh Father, that the life of God begin to be manifested that we come to the consciousness hallelujah that we acquire hallelujah that we are able to handle the hope of our calling hallelujah father i pray this prayer in agreement with my brothers and my sisters that our hearts be open to receive the word of the kingdom, that understanding Amen. that our hearts will be flooded with light. Amen. Fullness Amen. of light. Light, Amen. hallelujah. That we can be able to receive the nature of God and will be fruitful. Hallelujah. We'll be fruitful. We will not be wayward in our heart. We will not be wayside in our hearts. We will not be turning in our hearts. We will not be stony. Our hearts will not be hardened. Amen. But our hearts will be mandible. The word says that we should not be conformed to this world, but that we should be transformed by the renewal of our minds so that we can be able to do, hallelujah, that which is acceptable in your sight. Father, we pray this prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Bring your Amen. communion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take your bread. Father, we uh, lift up bread and we say,
that this is your body that is broken for me, for my brethren, for many of us all around the world. Hallelujah. Those of us who are in this side of heaven and those of us who are in the other side of heaven, Father, we pray. Hallelujah. That as we partake of the bread and of the wine, we are reminded of what you did for us. We proclaim your death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. We call forth the power of resurrection to begin to come to fruition and reality in our lives. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah. Hallelujah. God bless you. If there's any question, I'm available. If not, we can call it today. And please remember, tomorrow by 6 a.m., we begin our prayers. Tomorrow, uh, we are praying and fasting. Hallelujah. It's not compulsory to fast, uh, um, but if you can, we very much would love that. Reason being that some of us have been fasting in our different places of uh, worship and even in our private lives. So uh, some of us might have done prayers for a long time, but just be, you know, for the sake of fellowship, join us. Um, every 6 a.m., um, every 4 p.m., hallelujah. Don't forget that by 7, we'll begin to, uh, 7 a.m. in the morning, we'll begin to pray for Nigeria, especially uh, this season of election. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we'll continue praying and fasting until the 2nd of February when we'll uh, enter into the conference proper. Conference is February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And then we have a leadership training, a prayer retreat, uh, January the 27th, 28th, and 29th. It's a leadership uh, and discipleship uh, uh, prayer retreat. Uh, we have the Lamb's Wife uh, uh, community, and we also have the leaders, uh, the leaders in our community coming together. And those of us that are very much interested in uh, getting a clearer understanding of what our Christian work is all about, you're welcome. We have accommodation for you. Uh, please plan to attend. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah.